Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for another great week gone by and you start a new one today. We thank you for all the good things you have blessed us with. All the wondrous testimonies that this week has brought us in our personal lives, but in the lives of those connected with us as well. Our friends, our colleagues, those in our ministry, our families. We thank you that we are healthy, we're safe, we're alive, and we are well. And we thank you, Father, that you did not leave us, that you are always with us. And you stick committed to that word. That is where our joy comes from, Father. That we are able to come back to you in every circumstance, share our challenges with our Father. And all he does is pour his peace and his joy into our hearts. And his revelation from his word, that is his will for us, his plan for us to prosper us. The principles, the patterns that he has set up for us, the promises that he has given us. So that when we glean through that word, you show us, Father, the answer to the question that we have brought to you. And from that revelation comes your wisdom, which gives us the direction that we seek. When we acknowledge you as your word in Proverbs 3 verse 6 says, keeping you as part of that project right from the start, involving you in it and acknowledging your presence in it, then you direct our path. And when we do not lean on our understanding and we depend on you, Lord, we know and we have seen that you deliver so it is that same joy and that same peace that you are ever willing to pour into our hearts, which no one else can give, no one can take away either. We share that with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, those that are part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with all Christians that do not yet know you, have not encountered you, those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and with those that have no one to pray for them and have not yet experienced that encounter that turns them towards you to start seeking for an answer or for help. Quicken all of these, O oh Father, that they might come to you, that they might draw near to you and be saved, that they might call on your name. So as we make our prayer this morning, Father, we call on your name, the name of our Father, our Maker, the Great I Am, the one who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living, who is the strength of our salvation, our shield, the one who is gracious and merciful towards us, slow to anger and of great kindness, the same God of overflow and the God of miracles, who worked mighty wonders with the Israelites, in their journey through the desert and out of Egypt as well. He is the same God who says, I am unchangeable. So he is able to work the same miracles even for us. 
when we call out in sincerity and in faith. We, we pray also, Lord, in the name of your son, Jesus, our rock on which we build our lives, our faith, our church. The Lion of Judah who leads us in battle. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The Lord of our redemption. The door, the way to the Father. To our eternal life, to the eternal kingdom. And we pray in the name of His Spirit who makes all that possible. Brother Stavio has shared, has shared a wonderful reflection on the baptism of the Spirit. I encourage each of us to read that. We pray in the name of that same Spirit who brings about transformation in our lives, who heals our backsliding, the one who changes the times and seasons and reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. He is the breath of the Father that gives life into our flesh and makes our spirit alive. He is the spirit of truth through whom we are set free when we shall know the truth. It is the presence of God who made his tabernacle within our bodies. It is not we who go in search of him, but him now who comes searching for us. We thank you, Father, that you love us so much. That when we step, you come running. And you don't just come to us. You give us your spirit. You gave us your son. That there is hope for atonement. That we might not be lost for our sins. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny. Help us with every resource in heaven. You made your word available to us. To show us what your written will is. So that we don't have to guess. But we have to use that word and pray it back to you. Reconfirming that will and giving you permission to act on our behalf to enforce that will in our lives. We thank you, Father, that you make your patterns known through your word when we study it more. So that when we understand those patterns and how to apply them, we can command results at will. We thank you, Lord, that you even give us the authority to command those results. When you seat us, as your word in the book of Ephesians says, you seat us in the authority seat in the throne with Jesus, the King of Kings. Help us, Lord, to open our eyes to see that truth and understand it. We thank you, Lord. That you have blessed us with the gift of prayer, of authorization, of giving permission. We thank you, Father. We cannot thank you enough, Lord, for all the wonders that you work in our lives. Including the very functioning of every tiny little cell and organ in our body that continues and yet we do not know how. We thank you, Father, that even in all our fallings, there is a lifting when we look to you. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor for you alone are worthy of it all. No amount of praise is enough. When we look at our lives and we see how it has turned around, we cannot praise and thank you enough, Father. 
We come to you with hearts of gratitude when we make our prayer. As we get into today's reflection, I'd like to continue to reflect on that verse of James chapter 4, verse 3, which said, You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. And yesterday we looked at a few different ways that prayer can be asking amiss. Today I'd like to reflect on one of those, as James mentions in this very verse in the second part, where he says, you ask so that you may consume it upon your lusts. That is probably the most prominent one among all the ways of going amiss. And if you look at the next verse, he hints at the ways of the world, the ways of sin that may not even be seen to be as bad in this modern world. A lot of it is accepted by most people as being a way of life today. Now the ways of the world are those which in the short term only benefit the flesh but have nothing to contribute to or improve in your spirit. In fact, in long term, many of those harm the flesh as well. Now, why is this so important? Remember, you are asking it of God. And he is spirit and so a true worshipper who is asking for something must ask in spirit, not in flesh. And that could be another reason for the prayer being amiss. A prayer in the flesh. And for the flesh. Secondly, he has a kingdom and is concerned with its growth. So the question is, why should God answer your prayer? What value or benefit are you bringing to the kingdom when he answers this prayer? And if it isn't benefiting the kingdom, then why should he even bother? What is your strong reason or justification that you make for him to turn towards you? Think about it. When you make your prayer, Lord, give me this. Think about this question, all of these questions, in relation to the kingdom. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he says, My thoughts for you are to prosper you and to give you an expected end. And that ultimate end is to bring each one into the kingdom. But if you are asking for something that will support your desire to sin, or to cause you to sin, and therefore not enter the kingdom, then God will not answer that, for that is not in line with his will. That is not in line with the thoughts that he has towards you. That is not how he would count as prospering you. I hope that makes sense. In Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21, Paul says, These are the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. And such like. 
of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Question to ask yourself is, does the end outcome or one of the outcomes for what I am asking, does that somehow lead me to any of these, even as a byproduct? Is the bigger picture of my asking connected with anything that might bring in a tendency to sin? Even pride, which makes it worse. And so Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to these ways of the world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. So when we ask that question about our own prayer and the answer that you find does not look attractive, we must renew our mind. Go back to the drawing board and re-look at what we are asking for in our prayer. God's plan is for you to inherit the kingdom. And for that, he gives grace. But the grace is only to the humble and not to the proud. As we have learned on Friday as well, where Brother Vivek touched on the Beatitudes and he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, not the ones that are full in spirit. And that then is the basis for James chapter 4, verse 7. So when you read from verse 3 to verse 7, you come across all these things. And in verse, four, uh, verse 7, it says, Submit to God. Now, that has to be submission in humility. Submission, in a way, touches on meekness. And the humility part is the poor in spirit. When we approach him with meekness and poverty in spirit, and we then resist the devil, and God resists the proud as well. We see that in verse 6, which says, He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, and when we resist the devil, that devil must flee from us. Let us remember that the devil of pride is not external, is within. That is why it says resist. Because you are resisting something that is seeking to stir you up from within. Now the next verse after that, verse 8, is something we ought to remember as a templated approach to prayer. Which says, draw close to God, and I'll read from the Amplified Version, draw close to God with a contrite heart, and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Now James has been very direct. So if you look at that verse, it has three steps in it. The first one is start building on your relationship with God. Draw near to him. When we draw near, he draws near to us as well. He demonstrated that as an example in the, the case of the prodigal son, where the son was still afar in a distance, but he was walking towards the father. The father went running out to him. 
Look closely, you will see the words walking and running. So draw near to him and he will draw near to you. But we must go with repentance and brokenness. The same beatitudes that brother touched upon, brother Vivek touched upon. Poor in spirit and meekness, emptying ourselves and in that nothingness going towards him, submitting to him, surrendering to him and confessing our sin, knowing and remembering that he is quick to forgive. And lastly, purifying our hearts. He said, purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. That's what the verse says there in the Amplified Version. And that is directly related with faith. Double-mindedness is often having an unsurety. How do we strengthen our faith? The first way is to keep confessing scripture till we thoroughly believe it and it becomes real. Important thing there is study to understand that scripture that you are confessing. Don't just pick one that was given to you or one that you found through a search. Study to understand it so when you confess, you confess with understanding. And what we understand, we can apply and command repeated results in God's kingdom. That is the whole purpose of understanding it. Because you can then teach others as well, based on what you have found and the way you have found it to work. The ways that it will not work. So you understand the correct application. You can teach others that correct application as well. Number two is hold on to that word. Do not change it no matter what your report says. Keep releasing faith after you have prayed. Do not change your thoughts as that could abort your prayer. And it makes you double-minded when you speak one thing but don't believe it in your heart that it is possible. Often that happens because someone told us or made a prayer with us and they said, you are healed. So at that instant, we said, we are healed. But in our hearts, what are we really believing? When we look at our sickness and are thinking the doctors did not look very hopeful. What are we really thinking? Or do we say one thing to God in our place of prayer and then when people ask us, do we say something else? That's another way of being double-minded. While we are in church, we say, praise God. While we are outside the church and someone asks us, how are you? We say, not bad. Your words have changed. And if your words can change there, God says, and in fact, look at the words, what James says. Those who are double-minded, let that man not think that he will receive anything. Which is why he stresses on purify your hearts. That purifying is purifying your thoughts, purifying your emotions, your intellect and your actions that flow out of there. 
so that that is in consistency for faith without works will be dead your works must also be in line if your actions are not in line with what you speak again that's another form of double mindedness and that's when we are in alignment with god when we have corrected all of these and everything is consistent on the same words that we have spoken in faith our thoughts are aligned with it if someone asks us we speak the same thing and the actions are also in line with what the next steps would be after we have released that faith and after we have been healed what are the next steps of action we would take that is what our actions should be then it falls in alignment and then our asking will not be amiss and just as hebrews 11 verse 6 says without faith it is impossible to please god the converse then becomes true with faith it is possible to please god and get an answer father in the name of jesus i pray that we understand these things about praying amiss knowing the difference in praying amiss knowing the difference in praying for the right intention or that which is not right thereby giving us an understanding of why you won't answer some of our prayers along with that lord also grant us the discernment to look at other aspects of our life to see if there are any other reasons that are preventing our prayers from being answered so that along with aligning our asking we also align our lives to cut out any curses that may have come out of our own sin any other limitations that may have been brought about by our own actions so that when we work in alignment with what your word says what your will says obeying all of it that you have instructed us and doing what it says in boldness that is when we are made free from every curse that is when the hedge of protection is put up around us that is when satan can do nothing about it and that is when we pray under an open heaven when we pray in the spirit and every prayer that reaches through that open heaven to you does come back with an answer grant us that edification in our spirit father to evaluate circumspectly on our prayer so that our praying becomes effective we ask for that edification in our spirit and as we pray for effective prayer and for growth in the spirit lord we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families our friends and every request that has been made on this prayer group for all those that are battling sickness and disease those that are hospitalized that will undergo procedures we pray for all those families that are embattled that are facing separation or division we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives any kind of limitations including financial challenges and joblessness we pray in a special way for all those members of our family and friend circle that are not yet saved that they be quickened and called on and call on your name father 
We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer in faith, you honor that faith, that prayer that we make in agreement with each other and with your spirit is definitely an answered prayer. We believe, Lord, we have received and it shall be asked. What we have received shall be ours. As we now release our faith, we join ourselves with you, O Holy Spirit, to be one spirit as we make this prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for the gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sandra <laughs> 
Mambrantele Prascataya Jela Ransolantere de Stedetetekete Arabala Rascala Raja Tarandoro de Lesiantarasa da Dasta Carascota Brian Ambrianto Lore Prastetekete Sandra <laughs> Nambrantela pronta coya narajalaranta Sandra <laughs> Sadakia, Ambrajian, the Rada, 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 the
Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The words that were spoken to me this morning. Come back to me with all your heart. Surrender to me. My arms are open. My mercy, love and forgiveness are forever. Don't turn your back on me like this world does. They deny me. I, your Lord, am truly present and alive. You are my children and I love you. The scripture I've been given is Romans 2, 4 to 8. Or do you presume upon the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Do you not know that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But by your hard and impotent, impenitent heart, you are storing up breath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. For he will render to every man according to his works, to those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honour and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are fetishous and do not obey the truth, but obey wickedness, there will be wrath and fury. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The words that I have been led to are from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6. Now read from verse 9 to verse 13, which says, Thus said the Lord of hosts, They shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a wine. Turn back thine hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them as a reproach. They have no delight in it. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. 
I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of young men together. For even the husband with the wife shall be taken, the aged with him that is full of days, and their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone deals falsely. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart was from Revelations 3, verse 19 and 20. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The words that I was led to is from Matthew 8, 25 and 26. And the disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are going to die. He said to them, why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was at once a great and wonderful calm, a perfect peacefulness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are speaking to each of us now through the verses in today's reflection and then you connect those and join those with these reflections that you have posted through each of these individual verses that have now been shared. That you are calling us back to you. You are reinforcing the same thing to come in repentance, renew and be filled with your peace and your joy that we are able to focus, stay calm, and speak to every storm in our lives. We thank you, Father. I can encourage each of you, if you are enjoying these uh, reflections, as well as Brother Savio's reflections that are shared, not only on our Telegram group, but on our Facebook page as well. Please go onto that page and share those reflections, share these YouTube with those videos, that they might bless others as well others that are looking to similar challenges in their lives and need to hear that message today. Let them receive it and let your hand be the one that blesses them. Thank you, Jesus. 
And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. God bless you. Thank you, Russell. Bye, everybody.